Well, I guess this was inevitable. If you guys recall back in Season 2, I did an episode listing my favorite Ash Ketchum battles. Then in Season 3, I did an episode listing what I think are his worst battles. The reason I'm bringing those two up is because at the end of both episodes, I thought about listing my favorite battles from Pokemon Journeys. Well, considering that Pokemon Journeys has ended recently, now would be a good time as any to make this episode. I'll be judging these battles based on their actions, build-up, and how impactful they are not just to Ash, but the series in general. Also, I'm not sure if this episode will be out before or after my series review, so if I end up repeating myself, I apologize. And keep in mind that this is all just my opinion, so if you disagree on things I say about a certain battle, that's okay with me. Besides, Pokemon discussions are known for being very subjective. Oh yeah, spoilers for those who aren't up to date with Journeys and only watch the dub. <coughs> mad. <coughs> Just kidding, Mad. Love you, buddy. Anyway, it's the series where Ash demonstrates his champion status, but which battles help solidify that? I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is my top 10 favorite battles from Pokemon Journeys. But before we get to that, we have honorable mentions. Starting with Ash vs. Lieutenant Surge's pupil, Vizquez, Vizquez, or however the hell you say her name. I thought it was a great way to begin Ash's PWC battles. Some highlights include Gengar making quick work at Raichu, and Pikachu using Electro Web to avoid Electro's Aftermath ability. But there are other battles I feel a bit more attached to. Next, we have Leon vs. Raihan. If you played Sword and Shield, then you already know the history between these two. It was great to see Galar's greatest rivals duke it out in the anime, especially seeing G-Max Charizard decimate G-Max Derudon. Except the battle could have been longer, and it's just another excuse to showcase how strong Leon is. Next, we have Ash vs. Marnie, which almost made the list for me. You guys know I'm a big fan of Marnie, and to see her, Pierce, and Team Yell finally appear in the anime was great. They captured all their personalities perfectly, and this battle finally gave Gengar some much-needed development. Especially when he used his G-Max form to swallow and spit out Grimmsnarl. That was fucking awesome! Sadly, everything else felt completely rushed, and if this were a 3v3 or even a 2v2, it would have made the list for me. Taking a break from the PWC, we have Ash vs. Paul. Even though it was merely a training battle, it was still impressive enough to mention. Having Paul show up to Oak's lab to help Ash train for the Masters 8 tournament was awesome. And to see him use the same ace Pokemon of some of the champions was brilliant. Those of course being Gyarados, Garchomp, and Metagross. However, my main issue was seeing Dragonite lose to Garchomp. Call me petty, but let me explain. Yes, at face value, it does make sense because Paul was using a fucking Garchomp, but both Lucario and Gengar learned new moves while fighting their opponents, so why wasn't Dragonite given the same treatment? It felt very disappointing, honestly. Either way, I still enjoyed this battle and Paul's return. Last but not least, Iris vs. Cynthia. Easily one of the most hyped matches during the Masters 8 tournament, simply because of the history these two had. Of course, I'm talking about Cynthia's return in the Black and White series where she served as a mentor to Iris. So this battle definitely had some emotional weight to it. In terms of highlights, it was great to see Iris get the first win by defeating Gastrodon with her Excadrill, despite the type disadvantage. Okay, she used Horn Drill, which is a cheap one-hit knockout move, but still. Or Haxorus holding his own against Garchomp, even after Cynthia Mega Evolved it. However, it was pretty obvious Cynthia was going to win, with or without Mega Evolution. And I hated how quickly Milotic defeated Dragonite. Did you guys know that Dragonite hasn't won a single battle ever since he started listening to Iris? That's fucking sad, man. Still, 
as the battle to showcase Iris' growth and Cynthia's dominance, I'm willing to put it as an honorable mention. Alright, those are my honorable mentions. Now we can begin my list. Number 10, Leon vs. Alon. Just kidding. That battle fucking sucked and should never be talked about again. Number 10, for real this time, Leon vs. Lance. Starting off my list, we have the battle that started it all. Well, in terms of the PWC. Leon, the champion of Gower versus Lance, the champion of both Kanto and Johto. Already this battle let people hype because A, we finally got introduced to Leon, the quote-unquote undefeated champion. And B, this was our first time seeing Lance in the anime since the Advanced Generation series. The battle was a 1v1 with Leon of course using his ace Charizard and Lance decided on using his shiny Gyarados. The same one he caught all the way back from Johto, but it's obviously much more tamed. Throughout the battle, we got to see both Leon and Lance pull off tactics that you mostly see in competitive battles, like Gyarados being taught Dragon Dance and spamming physical moves like Ice Fang, or Charizard trapping Gyarados with Fire Spin and revealing a no Thunder Punch, a move that Gyarados is severely allergic to. This suit led to both champions Dynamaxing their Pokemon, or in Leon's case, Gigantamaxing. That was the main highlight for me because we finally got a sense of how Dynamax battles work in the anime, and to be honest, it was handled pretty well. Especially when G-Max Charizard managed to avoid Max Strike by using Max Airstream. This battle could have gone either way honestly. But in the end, Charizard defeats Gyarados and Leon was crowned Monarch, making him the strongest trainer in the world. Honestly, my only complaint for this battle is that it's too short. If this was a 3v3 or even a 2v2, it would have made things a little more interesting. But for what it was, it was a great way to introduce the PWC and Ash's main goal for the series. Number 9. Ash vs. B Third battle. Next, we have Ash versus Galar's fighting type gym leader, B. For the third time. As we know, Ash already battled B twice in the great class. The first time he lost. Badly. The second time they tied. Afterwards, they promised to have a rematch in the ultra class, which is where this battle comes in. Before that, Ash obtained a Mega Glove and Lucario Knight from Karina so he can Mega Evolve his Lucario. This was a big deal because Ash didn't use Mega Evolution at all during the X and Y series and it was handled great. While facing off against B's Machamp, Ash failed to Mega Evolve Lucario, which led to everyone believing that their bond wasn't strong enough. In actuality, it was the complete opposite. Lucario knew that his moment of struggling wasn't the right time to Mega Evolve, which always solidified how deep their bond was, and to have Leon be the one to point that out was amazing. Speaking of which, having Leon show up to watch Ash and B's battle was also great to see, because both trainers have the same goal of defeating Leon, you're probably thinking, wow, the buildup sounds awesome. Why is it only ranked number 9? Well, the rest of the battle kind of falls flat, starting with Surfetched. As of Farfetched, it lost to Beast Hawlucha during their first battle, so this battle could have been the perfect time for Surfetched to redeem himself. Instead, Hawlucha defeats him again! Wow, how fucking disrespectful can you be? I'll admit, the way Pikachu defeated Hawlucha was pretty cool. But losing to Grapplock? Again? undermines that victory. Even the way Lucario defeated Grapplock was disappointing. And it was Lucario using Aura Sphere as if it was the freaking Rasengan. I know Ash said he wanted to win with one attack, but that's ridiculous. This led to the epic showdown between Ash's Mega Lucario and B's Gigantamax Machamp, which is what the whole battle was building up to. This was awesome because we never seen a Mega Ball Pokemon battle with G-Max Pokemon before. It was long, intense, and Lucario even learned Steel Beam, which is something I'm sure none of us were expecting. In the end, 
Ash finally defeated B and was ranked number 36 in the PWC. She then finally gave Ash the respect he deserved, thus ending the rivalry. Honestly, if the middle part didn't suck, this battle would have been ranked higher, but I still enjoyed it to a certain degree. Number 8. Ash vs. Karina slash Ash vs. Iris That's right, we have a tie, and it's between Ash's battles with Karina and Iris respectively, because both battles are very similar. Let's start with Ash vs. Karina. During a PWC battle event in Kalos, Ash found out that his final opponent was Karina, the fighting type gym leader. Karina was one of my favorite gym leaders from X and Y, so I was definitely excited to see her return. However, this time they're battling to see which will advance to the great class of the PWC. So yeah, the stakes are higher than before. As expected, Karina was no pushover, but the only issue I have is Gengar, who briefly battled Minxiao only to get quickly taken out by Lucario. So yeah, that sucked. Thankfully, Ash still had Dragonite, who completely dominated Minxiao. Then he faced off against Lucario, who of course, Mega Evolved. This was obviously the main highlight, because Dragonite kept tanking Lucario's attacks like a beast. Even with the attack boost Lucario kept getting every time he used Power-Up Punch. Eventually, Dragonite chipped away Lucario's endurance and up with Hurricane, and won with the devastating Dragon Claw. Thank god he also knew Dragon Dance too, otherwise this battle would have ended differently. This victory helped Ash advance to the Great Class, which is awesome to see early on. I also liked how they had Riolu watch the battle too, which foreshadowed his evolution and ability to Mega Evolve later on. Next, we have Ash vs. Iris, which is interesting because if you recall, I'm not the biggest fan of Iris, yet I always enjoy seeing past companions return, especially when it's done right. Iris sends a letter to Ash requesting for a PWC battle. It turns out, she's not only in the Great Class, but is now the new champion of Unova. Holy shit! And on top of that, the winner of this battle would advance to the Ultra Class. So yeah, the pressure is definitely on. As expected, becoming champion means Iris has gotten a lot stronger since the end of Black and White. This was shown early on when their constantly pissed off Dragonite kept overpowering Ash's gentle Dragonite, forcing him to switch out into Draculfish, who easily took out Dragonite. Yes, Ash's inexperienced and derpy ass Draculfish, who's never battled before, completely dominated Dragonite like it was nothing. That was fucking awesome! Too bad he was quickly taken out by Iris's newly evolved Paxorus afterwards, which is pretty much the only issue I have because it reminded me too much of Gengar's issue. The final showdown was then between Dragonite and Haxorus, where sadly Dragonite couldn't do anything due to his concerned nature. Not even Dragonance was able to do much this time. However, Iris encouraged Dragonite to have fun while battling and not let his fears get the better of him. This was great because it not only brought back the spiritual bond Iris has with Dragon types, but a great sign of maturity. Iris would rather see her opponents give it their all instead of seizing victory at any given moment. As a result, Dragonite used Hurricane to absorb Haxorus's Dragon Pulse and learn Draco Meteor. With this new attack, Dragonite defeated Haxorus, thus winning the battle for Ash and advancing him to the Ultra Class. Because both battles feature Ash advancing to a new class in the PWC and feature the boy Dragonite, I had to rank them together. Number 7 Ash vs. Volkner. It's Ash's first battle in the Ultra Class, and it's against Volkner, the electric type gym leader from Sinnoh. You guys know I love Volkner, and his battle with Ash is still one of my favorite gym battles, so I was definitely hyped to see him return. Before that, Ash decides to bring back his Z-Ring and Pikachu Z-Crystal, revealing that he plans on using the strongest electric move he can pull off. Thankfully, his trip to Alola from the previous episode wasn't for nothing. Anyway, this battle also confirmed that Volkner is deemed the strongest gym leader in Sinnoh, and I can see why, because the tactics this guy had was incredible, 
like teaching his Luxray electric terrain to increase any electric moves, which overwhelmed Lucario in the beginning. And unlike gym battles, Volkner is allowed to switch out his Pokemon in PWC battles, making things more intense. Most notably, switching out his fan Rotom for Electivire in order to neutralize Pikachu's Thunderbolt. Very cheap but badass at the same time. I'm sure you guys know what my biggest problem is. Once again, it's Gengar, who could have easily taken out Luxray if Faulkner kept him in. Sadly, he switched him out with Fan Rotom, who knocks out Gengar with a Thunder Wave and Hex combo. Admittedly, that was pretty cool. But my god, Gengar can catch a fucking break! Thankfully, Lucario tanked the same combo and defeated Fan Rotom with devastating reversal. He then fought and tied against Luxray, which again, is something I'm sure we all didn't expect. This led to a very epic, yet controversial, final battle between Pikachu and Electivire. The reason I say controversial is because Ash and Pikachu used their 10 million volt Thunderbolt Z-move on Electivire. And because Electivire is supposed to be immune to electric moves, Z-moves included, it shouldn't affect him. Yet it somehow knocked out Electivire. I don't blame anyone for finding that moment problematic, because it definitely was bullshit. But, I didn't mind it all too much. To be fair, the anime likes to deviate from game logic every now and then. And theoretically, it does make sense for them to win like this. Because if you overload a battery, it'll die out. Just look at what happened to Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2. In this case, the electricity from Pikachu's Z-move was too much for Electivire to absorb, causing him to faint. With that said, Ash was able to beat Faulkner once again and ranked number 64 in the PWC. Regardless of what you think about the ending, it was still a great battle and showed us that more intense battles are waiting to be seen in the Ultra Class. Number 6. Ash vs. Raihan up next, we have Ash going up against Galar's strongest gym leader, and Leon's quote-unquote main rival, Raihan. Now, this was a battle I was hoping to see in Journeys, because like B, Raihan also has the same goal as Ash, which is to beat Leon, though he arguably wants it more. Compared to the other PWC battles I mentioned, this one was actually a promotional match. Basically, if Ash wins, he'll swap ranks with Raihan and be part of the Masters 8. At this point, Ash was ranked number 9, while Raihan is number 8. But here's the catch. Apparently, it's the final battle of the season, meaning if Ash doesn't win, he'll be stuck in the Ultra Class with no hope of advancing any further. So yeah, the stakes are high once again, and it does kind of give away the ending. But don't let that undermine the greatness this battle has to offer. Unlike Raihan's gym battle in the games, which was a 4v4 double battle, it was another 3v3 with Raihan using Flygon, Gudra, and his ace Darulodon, and Ash decides to use the first three Pokemon he caught in Journeys, those being Dragonite, Gengar, and Lucario. Prior to the battle, Ash and Lucario received special training from Mr. Naruto Frog himself, Greninja, increasing their bond even further than before. You know shit's about to get real when Ash is seeking help from Greninja of all Pokemon. Even though Raihan's a gym leader, he's in the Master's A for a reason, and Ash learns that shit the hard way when he kept getting overwhelmed by Raihan's weather tactic, just like in the games. Now, there's a couple of reasons why this battle isn't ranked higher. For starters, they nerfed the shit out of Dragonite! Okay, I'm not that mad they lost to Flygon. I just think he should have gotten at least one victory during this match, since we haven't seen him in a PWC match since Iris. Thankfully, that gets overshadowed by Gengar, no pun intended, who was the true MVP of this battle if I'm being honest. Originally, Ash was going to make it evolve Lucario for this match, but since Flygon's Sandstorm kept throwing him off, he ended up G-Maxing Gengar instead. Not only was that unexpected, but it worked better than we all expected. First off, G-Max Gengar somehow 
inhaled the sandstorm and knocked out Flygon like it was nothing. Then he managed to knock Dudra off with his giant-ass tongue after surviving multiple attacks prior. I didn't even mind the double knockout between him and Gudra. If anything, this shows us that Ryan's Pokemon are at least strong enough to match the power of a G-Max Pokemon. Lastly, we have Lucario versus Gerulodon, which is what the whole battle was building up to, yet it felt very underwhelming. I don't know, maybe it has to do with Ryan G-Maxing his Gerulodon mad early, and Lucario taking him out with relative ease. But it was awesome to see Lucario survive a G-Max depletion, then unleash an Aura Sphere that's so large it could rival Goku's Spirit Bomb. And just to make that DBZ analogy more on the nose, they had Lucario think about all his friends while forming it, including Greninja who was able to feel that attack all the way from Kalos. That's insane! The giant Aura Sphere had enough power to defeat G-Max Geruldon, and Ash earns a spawn in the Master Safe, which is something we've all been waiting for. And again, this battle did everything right when it came to build-up and story context. I just feel like the final matchup should have been longer than what we got. Those two could have fought earlier like they did with Pikachu vs Electivire, or even Lucario vs Machamp. Despite those problems I have, I still enjoy this battle very much. Number 5, Ash vs Drasna. We're now in the top 5, and to start us off, we have Ash going up against Kalos Elite 4 member Drasna, who is a Dragon-type user. Damn, what is this, the 4th Dragon-type user I mentioned so far? <laughs> but in all seriousness, this was very exciting for me. Because A, every Kalos Elite 4 member has now appeared in the anime, and B, all of Ash's opponents in the Ultra class were gym leaders, if you count Marnie, that is. So it's nice to see him finally battle somebody who's part of the Elite 4. Before that, he did special training with his former Kalos companions, Bonnie and Clement. As a diehard fan of the X and Y series, I was hyped to see them again, and actually help Ash get ready for his upcoming battle. Speaking of which, the battle this time was a 2v2, with Drasna using Altaria and Noivern, and Ash using Surfetch and Dracofish, two Pokemon that felt shafted if anything. Seriously, Surfetch didn't have any victories after he evolved, and Dracofish hasn't done shit since the Iris battle. But, as we learned from this series, lack of screen time doesn't necessarily make any of Ash's Pokemon weak. Unless your name is Unpheasant. In fact, Dragofish and Surfetch did very well throughout the battle, especially when it comes to taking on Elite 4 level Pokemon. Even though Drasna acts very calm and sincere, she takes her role as an Elite 4 member very seriously, as she kept overpowering Ash throughout the battle. Like in the beginning, where Surfetch couldn't keep up with Noivern's speed and power, forcing Ash to switch him out for Dragofish, but Drasna isn't stubborn like Iris because she switched out Noivern for Altaria. This was bad because Dracovish was not only distracted by Altaria's tail and pure fluffiness, but it also mega evolved. It doesn't help that even when Ash had Dracovish use Water Gun to soak up Altaria, he didn't know Mega Altaria was part Fairy type, making Dracovish's newly learned Dragon Rush utterly useless. Thankfully, Surfetch helped turn the round tables. No pun intended. With his newly learned Meteor Assault, Mega Altaria was defeated. Holy shit! Surfetch finally defeated another bird Pokemon, and a Mega Evolve won at that! Except he faints after winning. God damn it, it's Torcat all over again! But hey, at least Surfetch finally redeemed himself. Sort of. And the rest of the battle made up for it. I especially loved how Dracovish came out of his Pokeball to cheer on Surfetch, and Surfetch did the same for Dracovish. It really shows how much they bonded throughout the series. I mean, they're the only two Galar Pokemon Ash has, so they kinda need to bond. Regardless, things get more intense when Dragovish had fight Noivern by himself, and after a clash between Dragon Pulse and Dragon Rush, 
Neuvern fainted, causing Ash to rank number 9 in the PWC. Literally right below the Masters 8, which is fucking nuts. Yes, a lot of people wanted Draslin to save Mega Altaria for the final battle, and to have Surfetch win the battle for Ash. But Dragovich hasn't won a single PWC match during this time. And Neuvern is technically Draslin's ace in X and Y, so it does make sense in the grand scheme of things. Because this battle helped develop both Surfetch and Dragovich, and this was the first time Ash has ever defeated an Elite Four member, I had to rank it this high. Number 4, Diantha vs. Lance. Now, here's a battle I wasn't expecting to rank this high, but it made sense the more I thought about it. Out of all the possible matchups we could have seen in the Masters 8 tournament, this was without doubt the least likely matchup. Unlike the other first round battles, this one felt the most balanced, making it hard to predict the winner. First off, this battle marked the epic return of Dragonite, the true ace of Lance, who managed to beat Diantha's Aurorus despite the 4 times ice weakness. Diantha was definitely the more calculated battler though, as shown with her Aurorus set up both Reflect and Light Screen, or having Gorgeist use Trick or Treat to give Lance's Pokemon an additional Ghost weakness, which really fucked up his Gyarados, probably the weakest part of the battle if I'm being honest. Only because Journeys kept implying that Gyarados is now Lance's ace, yet it hasn't had a single on-screen victory. Yeah, it sucks to see Gyarados lose very easily, but at least it gave Lance a chance to show off his other Pokemon. Aside from Dragonite, Lance also reveals to own a high dragon, which was very unexpected, because we all assumed he would use another Kanto Pokemon like Aerodactyl or even Charizard. Hey, I'm not complaining. Lance is supposed to be a quote-unquote Dragon Master, so why not give him a freaking High Dragon? Which was part of his team in Black 2 and White 2. High Dragon defeated Gorgeist without trouble, but then falls to Mega Gardevoir. Honestly, are you that surprised? This led to the final battle between Mega Gardevoir and Dynamax Dragonite. I gotta say, the way Lance used Dynamax was genius, by having Dragonite use his max moves for defense instead of offense, and also chip away Gardevoir's stamina as much as possible. However, Diantha was quick to figure out Lance's plan, and had Gardevoir simply wait for the Dynamax form to wear off, so she can avoid Hyper Beam and seize victory with a super effective Moonblast. It was at that moment, Lance knew. He fucked up. <laughs> Even though Lance lost, he at least put up a good fight, which is why he ultimately wanted, and Diantha's brilliant tactics helped show why she deserved to be in the Masters 8, before getting utterly demolished by Leon in the semifinals. Oof. Actually, I'm curious. Which battle do you think is worse? Leon vs. Lon, or Leon vs. Diantha, because I think they're both shits. Number 3, Ash vs. Steven. It's finally time to talk about Ash's Masters 8 battles, with his first opponent being none other than Steven Stone, the current champion of Hoenn. Now this was a battle I was hoping to see, believe it or not, for three reasons. 1. Steven is one of my favorite champions of all time. 2. At this point, we haven't seen Ash face off against anyone from Hoenn during this PWC run. And 3. Ash and Steven promised that one day they'll battle each other. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only encounter during the Advanced Generation series. Which, during the time of this battle, was 19 years ago! So yeah, I was hyped right from the start. And just like the other Masters 8 battles, this one was a 3v3 with Steven using his shiny Metagross, Agron, and Cradilly. Meanwhile, Ash decides to use Pikachu, Gengar, and Dragovish. Right off the bat, I love the little nod they made to Ash's training with Paul during the beginning. In this case, having Dragovish use Fishy's Ren to stop Metagross and its agility slash psychic combo. The same combo Paul's Metagross used on Gengar. 
It was great to see Paul's training wasn't for nothing. Sadly, Steven didn't waste any time and switch out Metagross for Agron, who demolished Dragovich just by countering Dragon Rush with Heavy Slam. Yeah, it sucks that Dragovich lost pretty easily, but it shows how powerful Steven is. Thankfully, Gengar was able to avenge him by burning Agron with Willis and dealing some damage with Dazzling Gleam. The fact that Gengar was able to beat Agron with both a status and an ineffective move was fucking awesome. Unfortunately, Gengar's reign of terror falls short when he went up against Kray Dilly. No pun intended. Then again, it's Kray Dilly, a Pokemon that's known for trolling people. In this case, all he did was regain health through Ingrain, then bitch slap Gengar into submission using Power Whip. However, Ash still had Pikachu, who was without a doubt the real MVP for this battle. Using Electro Whip to capture Kray Dilly's tentacles and smashing its face with Iron Tail was awesome. Even the other champions who were watching were shocked by this. Again, no pun intended. In a way, this battle kind of reminds me of Ash's battle with Raihan, where we all assumed that Lucario would be the MVP, but it turned out to be Gengar instead. Here, we all assumed Gengar would be the star, but in actuality, it was Pikachu. This was greatly shown during the final showdown between Pikachu and Mega Metagross. Yeah, it would have been cool to see a battle between G-Max Gengar and Mega Metagross, but at this point, Pikachu hasn't done anything lately. Except for maybe defeating Wallace's Milotic, but we don't talk about that shit. However, Steven's ace was on a whole different level, because Metagross kept dodging Pikachu's attacks like a troll and left him no room to breathe. With Pikachu on the verge of defeat, Ash had no choice but to whip out the 10 million volt Thunderbolt Z-move again, but unlike Electivire, Metagross was able to dodge and even survive the Z-move. That was fucking insane! But right before Steven could counterattack, Pikachu lands a devastating Iron Tail which had enough power to beat Metagross, how poetic is it to see Steven, the champion of Steel-types, and his ace get defeated by a Steel-type move? I guess you could say that really stealed the show for me. I'm sorry for all these terrible puns. <laughs> anyway, with this victory under his belt, Ash advances to the second round of the Masters 8 tournament. Honestly, witnessing Ash defeat freaking Steven Stone of all people felt so surreal, but it was well-deserved. And it shows that Ash does have what it takes to beat an actual champion. No offense to Iris and Wallace. Despite this battle feeling a bit rushed, I still love it and it deserves a spot in the top 3. Number 2. Ash vs. Cynthia Oh yeah, you guys already knew this was going to be ranked pretty high. This was a battle fans have been waiting to see for years, considering Ash and Cynthia have developed a strong bond over the years. Whether it was the Diamond and Pearl series, the Black and White series, or even in Journeys, Ash always looked up to Cynthia. And likewise, Cynthia admired Ash for his passion and loyalty towards his Pokemon. Finally, we get to see these two battled out in the semifinals of the Masters 8 tournament, and it was a full 6 on 6 battle too, so you know shit's about to get real. As expected, Cynthia put Ash in a very tough spot, because her first Pokemon, Spiritomb, was able to sweep half of Ash's team, those being Dragonite, Gengar, and even Pikachu, who fell thanks to Spiritomb using Destiny Bond, moments after he was able to beat Gastrodon. Yeah, Cynthia's not messing around. It's like she was saying, Oh hell no, I'm not getting swept by a Pikachu. Hmm. At least he was able to make a comeback using his remaining Pokemon. Starting with Dracofish, who managed to redeem himself, first by tanking a hit from Garchomp and was able to beat Rose Raid. He was also very resilient by refusing to be switched out after getting poisoned. Hell, he even managed to deal heavy damage to Milotic before fainting. But luckily his Galarian comrade Surfetch avenged him by defeating Milotic. Speaking of Surfetch, can we please talk about how he's able to destroy Stealth Rocks with Brutal Swing, and how we ALMOST defeated Garchomp? That was fucking insane! Plus, 
You gotta admire the way he refused to go down, even after fainting. Things get more intense when Ash only had Lucario left, and Cynthia surprised everyone by Dynamaxing her Togekiss? To say that was unexpected would be an understatement, because we all assumed Cynthia would make it evolve her Garchomp like she did against Iris. But hey, Journeys is all about being unpredictable, and this was a great way to throw off Ash. Thankfully, Mega Lucario defeated Togekiss, but my god, that thing refused to faint. Leading up to the final showdown between Mega Lucario and Garchomp, you'd think Lucario would have the winning edge because he Mega Evolved, but this is Cynthia's Garchomp we're talking about. That thing is a monster even without a Mega Form. It was an all-out slugfest between the two overrated Pokemon from Sinnoh, but in the end, Garchomp falls and Ash was declared the winner. Holy shit, it's one thing to beat Steven, but Cynthia? I almost didn't believe him when I first saw it. Because for the most part, Cynthia was shown to be invincible. Damn, in Diamond and Pearl, Ash wasn't kidding when he said he had what it takes to beat Cynthia. Then again, she's ranked number 2, which means she obviously lost to Leon at some point. But come on, don't let that ruin the moment. Honestly, there's only one problem I have. And go figure, it has to do with Dragonite. I don't mind seeing him lose to Spiritomb. If anything, the previous kind of spoiled it. But it felt very forced. Think about it. After falling asleep from Spiritomb's hypnosis, Dragonite kept getting hit by multiple Dream Eater attacks. Ash literally had plenty of time to switch out Dragonite during all this. Instead, he just kept calling out Dragonite's name like a fucking idiot and watched him slowly get defeated. God, that was painful to watch. Other than that, Ash vs. Cynthia was still an amazing battle and well worth the wait. Number 1. Ash vs. Leon. Full battle. Honestly, are you that surprised? Of course this battle is ranked number 1. It's the one battle this whole series was leading up to. Ever since Ash registered for the PWC back in episode 13, we knew damn well he was going to face off against Leon near the end of Journeys. And it was everything we expected to be. A full 6 on 6 battle, millions of people watching, including Ash's friends. Seriously, they did a great job setting this up as Ash's biggest battle in his career. And to make it more intense, Leon proposed an idea to allow Ash to use all three gimmicks in this battle. Basically, Ash is able to use Mega Evolution, Z-Moves, and Gigantamax together in the same battle, which is fucking nuts. Even though it does sound, for lack of a better word, gimmicky. It does kind of make sense because Leon wants him to use every bit of power he has. I mean, with how freaking OP they made Leon, Ash is going to need all three gimmicks. The battle starts off with Cinderace flexing his libero ability, making Pikachu's Thunderbolt useless, prompting both of them to switch out into Gengar and Inteleon respectively. Not only was Inteleon overpowering Gengar, but he also copied the same counter shield tactic Ash used against Cynthia. This caused Ash to use his first gimmick, Gigantamax. Despite Inteleon's power and agile movement, G-Max, Gengar emerged victorious, much to everyone's shock. But all that hype of Ash getting the first win immediately dies when Mr. Rhyme comes out and defeats Gengar easily. Not even Gengar's cursed body ability was able to help much. However, Mr. Rhyme's meme compilation ended when Surfetch broke Psychic Terrain on the field, and Mega Lucario used his aura. Yes, Ash Mega evolved Lucario a lot earlier than expected. Surely that won't come back to bind him in the ass. Well, it does. All thanks to Dragapult, who kept using Dragon Tail, which forced Ash into switching out his Pokemon. From Dragofish, then Dragonite, and eventually Lucario, who ends up feigning. Yes, they had the balls to make Lucario lose that early. To be honest, that was brilliant. I know, it sucks to see Lucario take an early L, but it makes a lot of sense. Leon knew how much of a threat Lucario was, so he tried to take him out as soon as possible. 
even though Ash can't rely on his ace to win like always, it does give the rest of his team a chance to prove themselves. Besides, Lucario already had some moment of glory by taking out Cynthia's Togekiss and fucking Garchomp. In a way, this reminded me of the time Charizard lost to Brandon Susquops during the Battle Frontier, or when Lycanroc lost to Kakui's Braviary during the Alola League. Speaking of Charizard, this led to one of my favorite parts of the battle, when Dragonite basically used Dragon Meteor like it was freaking Seismic Toss and defeated Dragapult. Finally, Dragonite redeemed himself! Until you realize Leon still had a few broken Pokemon left, like Rillaboom who defeated both Dragonite and Surfetch back to back. Seriously, why the fuck did he make this Pokemon so OP? Thankfully, Dragovich was able to take it out before getting defeated by Cinderace. Things get even more crazy when Leon sends out Charizard and immediately Gigantamaxed him. On his last G-Max turn, Ash and Pikachu once again used the 10 million volt Thunderbolt Z-Move, which had enough power to block G-Max Wildfire. And that's not even the craziest part. Afterwards, Eternatus arrives and powered up both Ash and Leon's Dynamax bands, allowing them to use Dynamax for one more turn. That's right, after over 100 episodes, G-Max Pikachu came back and took down G-Max Cinderace in one attack, leading up to the final showdown between Pikachu and Charizard. And my god, calling this fight epic would be an understatement. The attacks, the animation, I was on the edge of my seat watching the whole time. Especially when it looked like Pikachu was about to lose. Until he had a vision of Ash and all of his Pokemon, which gave him the strength to keep going. I don't know about you guys, but that gave me serious Naruto vibes. <laughs> but my Shonen Jump analogy doesn't stop there, because Pikachu used the last of his strength to go Super Saiyan God mode, and after one final attack, Charizard goes down, and Ash is declared the winner. Oh. My. Fucking. God. This kid from Palatown has definitely come a long way. From being the Orange Island Champion, the Battle Frontier Champion, the Alola Champion, and now, the World Champion! Honestly, this battle was so great that it might outrank Ash vs. Gary as my favorite battle from the anime, but that's a topic for another episode. Either way, I have no complaints. This was a perfect battle, and it more than deserves the number one spot. With that said, my list has been concluded. Even though some of these battles have issues, they are what make Pokemon Journeys very enjoyable. Now this begs the question, am I going to continue making more Pokemon anime related episodes? Of course! But I'll leave that on a cliffhanger. Anyway, what are your favorite battles from Pokemon Journeys? Tell us on our Discord server, or message us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all major platforms like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at EmanTheLegendary, which is also my YouTube channel, Nuclear Bacons, Cryptoblock Games, and Carabyte, and tell your friends and family about us, especially any fans of the Pokemon anime you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves. Music